Welcome to the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, one of the most significant values we provide our clients is leveraging our experience helping hundreds successfully navigate through life's transitions. On this podcast, our advisor team explores some of the questions we get every day from our clients. We share some insights on financial topics, and we interview some fantastic professionals from our vast network. Our hope is that you leave with some food for thought and some good ideas to consider. Thank you for joining us. Hey, everyone. This is Jason Gabrielli from HFM Investment Advisors, a financial advisor here at HFM. And today I have with a guest on the podcast, I've been fortunate to be friends with for a pretty long time, almost as long as I've been in this business. I'm joined by Casey Price from Price and Price in Haddonfield. And they are a law firm that specializes in estate planning, elder law, and estate administration. Hey, Case, how you doing? Great. Thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and everyone. Well, it's an honor to have a pro with me today. A lot of people probably saw my episode of your show, Everyday Elder Care. I was on a TV show that Casey did. God, that had to be three or four years ago at this point, maybe longer. It was a while. And while I don't have statistics or ratings, I have no doubt that it was the top rated show I'm sure this will probably be our top rated podcast without a doubt, no doubt. But I do appreciate you coming on today. And I got to tell you, I think what we're going to get into today especially hits home for me. I actually, I lost my grandfather a couple of weeks ago and he was going through some dementia and Alzheimer's and things like that. And I just, the importance of planning ahead of time and making sure that you have things set up, you could see it. I'm looking forward to sharing some of that with our listeners today. Absolutely. I think it's a really important subject. It's something that people don't realize is important, unfortunately, until they're in it. And we'll talk about that because families have a loved one, everything's going great, and then they hit a roadblock. And what do you do then? That's the key. So when we hear the term elder law, it's something that people have probably seen before. I don't know that people really understand, like you said, until they're in it, what that actually means. So why don't you give us a little high level overview, like what is elder law? What do you guys do over there at Price? Tell me, what do you guys do? You describe the firm as a state planning elder law and estate administration, which is exactly how I describe it. But I put a little spin on that. I say state planning elder law state administration is plan, protect, provide. Estate planning is the plan. I want to make sure I've got all this stuff. I want to make sure it goes where I want it to when I'm not here anymore. I want to make sure I appoint people to make decisions for me if I can't make them for myself. That's the gist of estate planning. And of course, estate administration is how we provide for our loved ones. That is when someone is gone, what they leave behind is distributed to everyone. The bridge between planning and providing, though, is protected. And that's elder law. Elder law is there to help people when their assets that they've planned to provide to their loved ones are under attack, at risk from usually the cost of long-term care. And we'll often think of that as nursing home care. It's also a scenario where someone might not have put people in place in the planning process to make decisions for them if they can't do it themselves. So think of it like this. If a loved one has a stroke, Who can step in and manage their money? Who can step in and make their medical decisions? If that wasn't done before the stroke, elder law is the process of making sure we get those decision makers in place. So it really, the way I define elder law, it involves decision making and it involves protecting which you've worked a lifetime to accumulate all those assets. But overall, the overarching concept is quality of life. 
how do we make sure our elderly loved ones have the highest possible quality of life, no matter what situation they might be dealing with? Well, you mentioned to me when we were preparing for this call case that independence and making sure that quality of life is retained kind of happens in stages, you know, to make sure that they have the maximum independence they can have over time and keep their quality of life high. And you mentioned that quality of life cuts two ways. And I thought that was interesting. It's not always just about the loved one. Tell me a little bit about that. Here's the thing. I think if you ask most people, what they're most worried about is number one, independence. I want to be independent. And number two, it's protecting their money. And those two things actually go hand in hand. So independence, there's really a spectrum of what independent means. Somebody who has no limitations at all, like you, Jason, or me right now, I'm young enough, I have no limitations in my independence. We can do everything for ourselves, physically, mentally, we can manage our own affairs. But what happens when we start to lose some of our physical abilities, where going up and down steps might be difficult, getting in and out of the car might be difficult. Well, we have a couple of ways of dealing with that. We can decide it's going to be all or nothing. I'm either totally independent or the alternative is, I don't even know what the alternative is. I want to be totally independent and I'm going to resist any help that might be offered to me because if I accept help, I'm giving up my independence. We can meet people where they have their needs, meaning if folks are willing to give up a little bit of independence, they can keep a whole lot. You want to be independent? The best way to be independent is to get help with the things you need. If you need grab bars in your house, get the grab bars. Don't let vanity stand in the way between you and maintaining your safety. Now, why would that be important? Focus on grab bars for a moment. How many people do we know that have been pretty darn independent except for they have just a little bit of trouble getting around. They get a little wobbly at times. A grab bar will prevent that fall. That fall that they might otherwise have had could lead to that break, which could lead to a quick, swift decline where someone who was 98% independent suddenly finds himself in a nursing home for the rest of their life. So if we look at the progression where a small injury could lead to a horrible outcome, if we give up just a little bit of that independence, we might be able to maintain a whole lot of independence along the way. And go back now to the money, person who's able to stay home independently or as close to fully independent as possible is going to protect and save a whole lot of money because they're not going to need the nursing home sooner than later. They're not going to need assisted living sooner than later. They're going to be able to maintain their independence as best as possible. That is critical. I think because a lot of times when you have people have these conversations with their parents or somebody they're taking care of, you mentioned they really do tend to resist getting help because it feels like they're losing that independence. It feels like they give up a little bit. In their minds, that's the road towards giving up all of it. But in reality, that's probably the best thing for them to retain as much independence as possible. It's not all or nothing. And too many people think it's all or nothing. We can slide along that independent scale to maintain as much as a person can, but meet their needs with whatever those needs might be. I know quality of life, like you said, has a lot to do with not just the loved one and the elderly loved one, but also the caregiver. I've seen many times in my own situation that the caregiver gives so much of themselves that their quality of life starts to decline because they're filling in all the gaps. Getting help is such a dirty word or such a dirty thing to approach. For sure. For sure. First of all, we always strive for the quality of life of our loved ones. But sometimes the quality of life of our loved ones is impacted 
by the quality of life of the people who care for them. If I can get the supports for my loved one, if my loved one will allow me to bring external supports, home health care, again, go back to grab bars, go to the chairlift to get up and down the steps. If they would allow me to do that, I will feel better as the caregiver, knowing that they're safer. We're doing everything for them possible to make sure that they maintain their independence, which improves their quality of life. And my quality of life is better too. We often see people who resist. They resist everything, every bit of help. The quality of life of their caregivers suffers because their caregivers are worried about them 24-7. Their caregivers want to provide care for them and support for them, and they resist it, and it affects everybody's quality of life, including the elderly loved one who's resisting the care because now they're also stressed out and worried about the possibility of a problem. They don't want to admit that. They want full independence. They will say that they're living the highest possible quality of life, but then they're scared. They're afraid to do things. They're afraid to go up and down the steps. They become prisoners in their home. And everybody's quality of life suffers. One of the hardest things to do whenever you're starting a process like this, or you're starting to think about doing planning in our field, or in your case as well, like, when do I start? How do I know when is the right time to start realizing, eh, you know, we got to do something about this. It's time now. When does that come into play? What do you see? That's different for everybody. That's the funny thing. I have some people who plan really far in advance. And I like to tell the little story of the meatballs taste funny. So what does that mean? My family, we went to visit my grandmother every Sunday. She made a Sunday dinner every Sunday, and there were always meatballs. And I remember the one Sunday when my mother looked at my aunt and said, do the meatballs taste funny? That right there triggered them looking into my grandmother's well-being because they said, man, if she can't make these meatballs that she's made her entire life, the same way. We notice a problem. So they jumped in on that. As soon as they saw, they realized the meatballs tasted funny. On the other end of the spectrum, we're talking a lot about these spectrums and scales today. On the other end is the family who's been watching their loved one decline, but even not noticing it. And then a traumatic event occurs. They have a stroke. They end up in the hospital. The hospital has them there for a number of days, transfers them to a rehab center, And the rehab center, 40 days later, says it's time for them to go somewhere. They can't stay here. And that's when the family finally says, oh, maybe we better get involved and start to help. So you go from a real high type A person who, when the meatballs taste funny, they want to put every support in place to help their loved one. And you have the real laid back type B family that doesn't get involved until it's like, oh, by the way, you got to make a decision and you got to do it right now. Otherwise, you're going to pay $600 a day for care. And the family then realizes we better start doing something. So that involvement really is a function of the family. Well, it's a function of the elderly individual, whether they recognize their need for help, whether they recognize the need to plan. And then it's a function of the family seeing the need to step in and help their loved one. The answer, when's the best time to plan? Well, of course, the sooner, the better. Long-term care insurance. When you're young and healthy, get long-term care insurance. I see great results from families when their loved ones have long-term care insurance. They can protect most of their money in that scenario. But others, hey, here's the most important takeaway from our conversation today, Jason. Don't sit back. When the time comes that you realize something's going on, take action. Contact someone for help, for advice. Don't sit back and wait. Every day that goes by is an opportunity lost in many situations. The sooner you start, the better. But most importantly, it's never too late. 
always look for help. I have so many people that will come to me and say, I didn't realize that when my loved one moved into a nursing home, we were still able to protect some of their money. We're often able to shelter funds when a person is actually living in a nursing home. If they go in with a couple hundred thousand dollars, we can protect some of that. Most people don't realize that can be done. They just assume it's too late. It's not too late. Get professional advice. Jason, that's why your podcast is so important because you're sharing these issues. You're helping people who are listening to this identify issues so that they know that there is help out there. And this is one of those big issues. Most people don't realize elder law attorneys exist. And if they do know elder law attorneys exist, they don't know what they do. This is a big part of what we do. We help families protect their loved one's money. We help families maintain their loved one's high quality of life. And in doing that, we help the children and the extended family maintain their quality of life. And that's huge, Casey, because I know one thing that I see commonly happen with clients of ours as they take care of their parents or even their spouse is that when it happens, it's akin to, you know, when we have clients that are on the younger spectrum, sending their kids to college and going through that process. There's so many unknowns. Everything's new. All the terminology is new. And it's a big decision. But we see the same thing on this side. When they're getting ready to care for a lot or somebody's in a hospital or in a rehab and has to go to that, everything's new. The terminology is new. The programs are new is like a different language. Having a advocate or somebody who can translate it and tell you what is the right thing for your situation, even that alone is huge. Just realize there are people and firms like yours that exist to do that very thing is huge. It's huge. So why don't you tell me a little bit, just at a high level, when somebody has identified a need or they feel like they're listening to this podcast and it sounds like we're talking to them, they have a parent or they have a loved one who probably should start to do some of this. What does the first step look like? What does that look like? Because that's always the scariest part we find when people want to do something or take action. The first part is the first step, getting over that home. If they know about elder law attorneys, the first step is to reach out and contact the elder law attorney and say, hey, here's the scenario. Is this something you can help with? And most of the time, the elder law attorney can either directly assist or we all have resources that we can point families to, to find whatever solutions they're in need of. But let's pretend for a moment they don't realize the elder law attorney exists. Well, I mean, the best thing people can do is go to their professionals, their trusted professionals. You have a network of people that can help. I'm honored to be part of that network. So if they reach out to you, you're able to put them in touch. It's like the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? Eventually, if you start somewhere, often you'll get to the right place. But it comes down to taking that action. It comes down to, I have an issue. My loved one is in the nursing home. My loved one has $200,000. I don't want them to lose it all to the cost of the nursing home. What can I do? And if you start with that question, start asking around. Now, Jason, this is the hardest part. If you start asking around, but ask the wrong person, they're going to tell you there's nothing you can do. That's what makes this so darn difficult. It's like somebody who assumes they're uninsurable. We all know people that have assumed they're uninsurable, so they didn't try to get insurance. And lo and behold, if they had talked to an expert, they would have found out they could have gotten insurance. They limit themselves or they ask the wrong person. And that's the hard thing. You got to go to a professional who deals with these types of issues, with either elder care issues, with medical issues, with financial issues. And you have to hope that they're going to point you to a resource like me, like any of the elder law attorneys in South Jersey who all really care about their clients and do a great job. And hopefully they can get to us and we can get involved. And the sooner the better. If you're paying a nursing home $10,000, $14,000 a month, every month we can save where we can save some money is the more you keep. So the sooner the better. Action. Take action. 
If your loved one is having an issue, reach out, try and find help. And don't take the first no for an answer. Maybe this is also really important. If you talk to the wrong person, my loved one's in the nursing home, they have $200,000, can I protect any money? And the answer you get is no. If you've asked the wrong person, that's not the right answer. And I know I'm not giving the greatest answer right now, but what I'm just trying to point out is don't settle, get that second opinion, get that third opinion, see if something can be done. Don't take no for an answer when it comes to your loved one's life savings, when it comes to your loved one's quality of life. You want to push, you want to be a little aggressive there and try and keep working until you find the person who says, yeah, there's something we can do. We can make life a lot better. Yeah, there's something we can do. We can protect a lot of that money. That's the answer you're looking for. So don't give up when you get the first no. Keep looking, keep talking to trusted professionals, and you might be really surprised at what you can do. Awesome, Casey. Thanks for sharing all of that. I do have one last question I like to ask when I have members of my network on the podcast. We are very passionate about what we do and who we do it for. So what's the one thing that makes you most passionate about the work you do for your clients? It's that whole idea that people think all is lost. And to know that my clients, just like, hey, just like yours, have worked their lifetime to accumulate. I've seen people who have made just above minimum wage accumulate significant sums of money. And really, frankly, to everybody, whatever they've accumulated is a significant sum to them. We say that all the time. It's all relative. Absolutely. And the fact that they come thinking all is lost. And we can often tell them and show them that it isn't. And even if the finances are lost, because maybe they just don't have enough money to protect things, they then think that they're going to get bad care. They think their quality of life is going to be impacted. And frequently, we can help them find benefits that are out there that will save them. And that idea when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a lifeguard. And I always wanted to be there protecting people. And I feel like a lifeguard now where people come to us drowning financially in the care, need for care. They come to us drowning in the idea that they're failing their loved ones, their elderly loved ones. We can save them from that feeling and make them feel better. We can improve quality of life for our clients, for their loved ones, and for their families. So that is what drives us here at Price and Price is that idea of helping people achieve a better future. Thanks so much, Case. That was so insightful. And I think, like you said, people who are listening to this episode and thinking, hey, this is me. This is, <laughs> this is where I'm at with my family member or my loved one. They want to get in touch with you. How do they do that? It's really easy. Number one, they can always call the office, which is 856-429-5522. They do that. They can get in touch with us and we can set them up for a conversation to learn more about their situation. They can also find us online. Our website is www. I don't know if you still have to say that www anymore, but it's so funny. My marketing, my marketing guy keeps telling me that. He's like, you don't have to say the www dot. That's right. <laughs> so, but we're going to do it anyway. www. So we're doing it. Pricelawpractice.com. Price like the price is right. Law. We practice law and practice like we practice law. So pricelawpractice.com. There's a lot of information on the site and just reach out and we'll make them feel better right from the beginning. That's awesome, Casey. I appreciate you coming on the show today, coming on the Dollar Wise podcast. Appreciate all your great insights. For all those of you listening, thanks for joining us today. If you haven't had a chance yet, please make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you always get the most up-to-date episode right on your phone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dollar Wise podcast. At HFM, our mission is to educate and empower our clients to make wise financial decisions. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at hfmadvisors.com. 
The Dollar Wise Podcast is presented by HFM Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor firm. Please note that registration does not imply any level of skill or training. All investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. There is no guarantee that any strategy will be successful. The content of this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as investment or financial advice. Everyone's situation is unique, so we recommend you discuss any potential strategies with your own professional advisors before implementing them for yourself. 